0: Listen, everybody needs a fairy godmother, you know, someone to look out for them. Some people call me their internet big sister, others their fairy smoke mother. You can call me Hannah, the new host of Smoke Sesh. So come hang out, let's light up and talk everything there is to life. Some good, the bad, the ugly, the embarrassing. I've got a story for it all. all right good morning everybody welcome to tuesday's podcast um it's actually i'm recording this intro after recording everything and listening through it's like three o'clock on tuesday i'm so sorry i know i'm uploading it literally right now so you guys can enjoy i hope you guys have had the best week ever last week as you know was a little bit rough for me that's why i had a mental health week um this week, we're covering everything. Please feel free to send me any questions you have. I'm doing a Thursday podcast like you guys requested. I'm so excited. So I'm going to need lots and lots of questions over at my Instagram at Hannah Marlene. But thank you for the support. Send some questions over there. Let's get into some topics. So I got this DM the other day. Um, feel free to DM me questions. I get a majority of my questions that I answer through my DMs at um, Hannah Marlene on Instagram. But... I got a DM the other day and it was like, Hannah, do you have any influencer party stories? Like, have you, what's the tea? Like, I've been seeing a lot of TikToks about them. And like, same, I've been seeing a lot of TikToks about the tea on influencer parties and like people telling stories about them. But here's something that I need to like make very abundantly clear to my audience Like, yes, I do fall in that influencer category. I'm not going to lie. I do fall in there. Like, I, uh, as cringy as I would like to think it is, I'm an influencer. Like, I guess that would be my job. I like to call it content creating because that seems like a little bit more, like, soul worthy. Oh, my God. But they asked me and they're like, Hannah, have you ever been to any of these influencer parties? And, like, babe... I love the enthusiasm. Why in the hell would anybody ever invite me to an influencer party? And you're like, oh no, but you're like the coolest fun party girl. Yes, but like the parties I'm used to are like random addresses that someone happened to have told me in the middle of a concert. And then I'm showing up to them afterwards and it's like a warehouse thrown by random people and we're just partying like it is not penthouses in LA although that sounds incredible and wonderful but also kind of like my nightmare I unfortunately am not being invited to these LA parties but to be honest I'm not like upset about it you know what I mean I feel like people especially like I've been there being somebody who's, like, viewing and has, like, a bunch of, like, idols in a sense and then seeing them hang out together and it's, like, kind of in an influencer party type, it's like, oh, well, I would love to go to one of those things. But I think, and I'm not trying to make an assumption for everything, but I think a lot of those kinds of situations are absolutely also being used as like business situations and when I'm trying to fucking party like there is no business involved because I'm gonna be blacked out and probably on three different substances so ideally I would like for nobody I know to see me you know what I mean um yeah influencer party low-key sounds like my fucking nightmare it sounds like I would show up and I would probably be judged And then people would probably ignore me. Which sounds like a middle school experience that I simply do not want to have to relive in my 20s or whenever I have to relive it. So I will choose to avoid it. Now, I do have a party story time for you. But I'm not done with my influencer rant. We're getting into it. When I went to LA this year, I feel like a lot of people were like, don't go like, love LA, but, like, what? Don't go. Like, it's not that fun. People are fake there. It's boring. Like, you're going to hate it. That kind of stuff. Um, and I've, I had previously heard just, like, people's bad story times of LA. How much they hate it. How everybody's fake. It's all about money. It's all about, like, socials. <clears throat> and for my birthday, I just want to go to LA to, like, hang out and, like, sit by the beach. Like, I just want to experience it. I have never been to California before. So, going there, I had that, like, preconceived notion in my mind that, like, okay, people are going to be fake. Like, it's probably going to be a little bit surface level, you know. But, I had a grand old fucking time. I had the best time of my life. And you know why? Because I didn't involve myself at all with any influencers or any fakeness or any situations where I would possibly be around fake people like that. Okay? Okay? and I didn't feel like I was missing out. I didn't feel like I was losing a part of that experience or, like, my LA trip wasn't worth it because I didn't go to, like, an influencer party or didn't hang out with other people who have social medias. It was more fun because I didn't. It was more fun because the people that I did meet in California were random-ass people. Either I was sitting next to on the plane... Or, like, on the street. And that is, quite honestly, the best way to live. Like, I'm not here to network. Like, sure, networking, whatever. But I'm not here to fake being your friends so I can network, okay? I'm not going to LA to do that. I'm going to LA to get drunk on the beach with fucking pre-rolls in hand, okay? And to have a good time. And, quite honestly, I had the best time. So, it was confusing to me why people are always like, I hate LA, I hate influencer parties because it's like, just avoid them. Like, if you hate fake people, don't go to fake places. I don't know. But no, I have not been to an influencer party, but I have been to. Okay, so this reminded me. I've thrown a few parties in my lifetime. Um, Some accidental, some on-purpose parties. I'll elaborate more on that in a second, but um, I was in the car with my boyfriend the other day, and I was like, I would love to put on some events, like, I would love to rent out a space, you know, get some bands, sell some tickets, like, I would love to put on a party like that, because I used to attend a lot of parties like that, and then do promotional work for them, um, and, like, they were so fun, like, why could I not just do it myself? Anyways, that would be a future circumstance, a future fun thing, if I actually have money, um, but, I have accidentally thrown a few parties, and you're like, Hannah, how do you accidentally throw a few parties? Well, when you have good friends, things become fun really quickly, but at the beginning of quarantine, um, I was working at a restaurant, and at this restaurant, it was a group of like 20 of us. I was a server, so like the cooks were friends, the servers were friends, the bartenders were friends. It was like a big family, okay? I was the youngest, semi-youngest, so i don't know it was nice to have people who were older than you and be friends with them and kind of be excited for life again because you're like oh these people are older and cool like i can have fun in my 30s hell yeah anyways they're so sweet so kind very caring but beginning of covid our restaurant shuts down i know and like sad because we all love working there. Um, but no biggie, because now we can get on unemployment and rake in that hellish money that was going on during then. It was so much money on unemployment. Like, crazy. We were like, why are they paying us this much? Anyways. um, We were bored. Straight up. Like, everybody else during quarantine. We were like, what the fuck do we do? So, we get together, a few of us. We get together for brunch. And we're just having a nice little brunch, you know drinking some mimosas, eating some fried avocado tacos, having a good time, and it's hot out. It's like the beginning of June, so we're like, oh, I wish I had a pool, you know? Like, I live in a house, no public pool. Like, there's no public pools in the city. Um, everybody else lived in apartments or houses with no public pools, so we were like, what the fuck? I want to be in a pool. It's so hot. What the fuck do we do? And then- I had the wonderful idea of, well, what if we just go to Target and we get some baby pools, right? Okay, now we're on to something. What if we put some baby pools in my parents' backyard because I am currently house-sitting for them? Oh, my God. Great, fantastic, wonderful idea, Hannah. So, we're drunk. Don't, okay. Listen, I'm telling my stories. They're not always the best stories. Like I'm not always making the best decisions, but that's okay because you're here to learn from them. Do not drive intoxicated or on anything. Anyways, we we leave brunch. Half of us are going to get ready and grab some alcohol and go do like get things. The other half of us are going to get baby pools. We show up to Target. They only have four or five baby pools. There's like six or seven of us. We're like, whatever, that works. Hell yeah. Grab the baby pools, put them in tiny ass car. Like these baby pools are laying half, halfway out of the car with the trunk open, but we're like, send it, drive back to my house, throw these in the grass, fill them up with water. All of a sudden people are doing lines and Molly and we're swimming in these tiny little cold ass baby pools. No swimsuits. Of course not. We're just in our underwear, hanging out in the backyard. Um, This started at 11 a.m. Fast forward to, like, 6, 7 p.m. Okay. Now, at this point, I have been intoxicated for a long time. There have been, there's, like, videos of me with, like, crystals on my forehead. Me giving crystals to people. Like, us hula hooping. We had this, like, EDM, like... LED whip light people were dancing. with Like, craziness. Like, it was so fun. But at this point in time, I am like, I need some dick, okay? I need some dick, straight up. Like, every, everybody's been to the point where they're like, I've been intoxicated for long enough. I need to fuck. Anyways, I was talking to my boyfriend at the time. Um We were just... We weren't dating yet, but we were definitely talking. And I was definitely like, I only want his dick. So, somehow uh, I regain consciousness, and I am pulling into his driveway, keep in mind, this is, like, a 30-minute drive from my house to his house, I somehow arrive there, alive, open Truly in hand, um, you know, stumble into his house, he just got off work, so he's, like, not on the level I am, and I'm having way too much fun, and I'm, like, pouring Truly's everywhere on accident, like, like sloppy like i'm embarrassed a little bit by this like i was a little too sloppy hannah um but i love him he's so kind so sweet and understood i was like knocking shit off of his walls like framed items just like falling you know like i was that annoying girl but he's sweet he took care of me i wake up the next day and i am like holy shit I left all of these people at my parents' house, my parents' house, not even my house, my parents' house. Uh I need to get there So it's like 7 am. He's like, okay cool, I gotta go to work. I was like okay cool, I gotta go make sure my house isn't burned down. I've drive to my house, pull up. I'm fully expecting either no one to be there and me have to do a lot of cleaning or like the house to be destroyed. They are still going strong and they have transitioned now to tea. And they're just brewing tea and drinking some nice tea in the morning. Literally, what the fuck? I was like, this is the best possible outcome I could have expected for this. Thank you. So fun. 10 out of 10 recommend. It was a great time. Don't recommend drunk driving. Please don't do that. That was that was a mistake. But we all learn. Like That's what I mean when I say influencer parties for me. Just like, don't vibe. I am used to molly in a backyard on a summer day with trulies and crystals and baby pools okay like a little bit of chaos i i don't think i could mesh naturally in an environment where it is like hierarchy but also like fakeness and no baby pools <laughs> like it's a probably like a penthouse or something i don't know Like, sure, love it, incredible, I'm sure those people have a lot of fun, but I've spent a majority of my life being, no, I've tried to be very authentic, but I've spent a majority of my life occasionally around fake people, and you can never impress a fake person, like you can never impress them, you can never do the right thing, you can never warp yourself to fit whatever the fuck they want to see in their eye so it's just like not worth fucking with them like do you know what that means like it's not worth messing around with those kinds of people when you just like cannot make them happy you know it's a waste of your time go find true authentic people who are going to love you for yourself and party in your backyard without any remorse like they're just here to have a good time and enjoy life those are the kind of people you need to find so let's talk Travis Scott. Let's talk Astral World and having some sort of care for other people in this world. Because um, some of you guys have been like, I want to hear you talk about modern events, like things going on in pop culture. And like, although I don't want to treat this as like drama or tea or anything like that, because like people died. This was very serious so many fucking people are going to have a lot of trauma from this. Like, I can't even imagine. Like, think about concerts being one of your favorite things to go to, and then you get stuck in a crowd that is so tight that your feet aren't touching the ground, and you are simply levitating in the air because your bodies are pressed so densely against each other. That's crazy. You are not going to want to ever go to a concert again after that. And that's sad that those people had their favorite things ruined for them. Um, But... I'm, I hate to say it, I'm not surprised, like, I'm not, quite honestly, I have been to a lot of concerts, I have been to hundreds of concerts, I have been to concerts of every single type of, like, um, every single type of, like, genre, like, country, been to it, indie, been to it, done, EDM, been to it, every single type of EDM, house, techno, Fucking deep bass. Anything. I've seen, like, heavy metal shows. I've seen rap shows. All of them. Two, like, uh, something that I've been thinking about heavily and something I haven't seen anybody talk about is... Like, although we can all use critical thinking skills and we can understand that, like, oh, this is a situation where many different things went wrong. Like, many people are at fault. Obviously, you can't put the blame onto one person. Like, it was a perfect storm combination of a lot of bad things happening at once. That's why it was so severe. Like, that's why so many people died. But as an artist, you have a a responsibility to, hear me out, set the vibe in a crowd, okay? You are responsible of essentially putting on a performance, a party, set, literally setting the vibe, making sure that people are having a good time, right? That's why people wanted to go to this Travis Scott concert, because you're there to have a good time. And I've enjoyed every concert I've been to, because the artists that I go see encourage a sense of community and a sense of fun through community, okay? I love concerts because I am there and we're all on the same kind of wavelength. It's like a big community. Everybody there is enjoying the same artist. Everybody's having a good time. Like usually at concerts, if somebody's being pushy or an asshole, like they're gonna get the shit beat out of them, right? Or get kicked out because everybody is working together, Everybody is in that crowd to be with each other, to have a good time. Everybody's going to have each other's backs as long as everybody's being nice, right? Because those artists encourage that. And these artists also encourage, like, moshing and fucking, like, shit like that, too. Like, I have been in pits where people are fucking doing backflips into each other. Where people are throwing elbows, hands, knees, anything. Like, very aggressive, aggressive crowds, But that sense of community has stopped people from getting too hurt, right? If somebody's in a mosh pit and they fucking fall, they don't usually hit the ground because someone has already grabbed them and pulled them out, okay? If somebody gets hurt too bad, people are lifting them up and sending them over the rail to security so they can get the help they need. If people are pushing you too much and you say something, they usually fucking listen, The issue that Travis Scott played and the reason it kind of went so horribly, I think, is because he has never established a positive sense of community within his fans or at the shows. Um, And that's kind of why I have never attended a Travis Scott concert and why I have never attended concerts similar to his, where I know the artist is kind of going to like it's gonna be people there who feel entitled to you and your body and your space it's gonna be people who simply don't care about you and it's gonna be people who are going to like hurt you and have no remorse i don't want to be at those shows i would like to be at the shows where i know someone's gonna have my back like i know that some random person will have my back um and from the videos and from everything i've seen and from his previous arrests, like, he simply doesn't care. You can't have a sense of, like, riot, fun, like, let's fucking mosh if you're not going to take care of those people. Like, that's no fun. Like, people died at the expense of you wanting to make people go hard. Um, And I think it's something to learn from. I think it's something that hopefully, like, we can establish a better... um concert experience after this other artists can learn i hope he learns i hope the family and the victims and anybody who's experienced any sense of trauma from this can heal and enjoy those things again because concerts are so incredible and they're so amazing and they're like everybody should be able to enjoy them and feel safe and comfortable but that was really tragic also what the fuck are these people who are spinning it into some sort of conspiracy theory Oh, well the eight eyes on his poster equal this and then plus this and it's the devil's work and he's sucking souls. Bitch, what? Yeah, it had evil fucking vibes because people died. Like, yes, bitch, there's going to be some bad vibes, but I don't we don't need to make a conspiracy out of this. And I think it's cuz our brain tries to rationalize and some people rationalize in a crazy fucking way so they come up with, you know, conspiracy theories but like it's not the time to have conspiracy theories when young people died like that's just sad i hope he has a good response i hope like something comes of this i hope people get the satisfaction that they need out of this the families um to move on but like shit it makes me scared okay it it even makes me scared to like go to concerts now because i'm like fuck is this just how crowds are Like, I haven't really been to a real concert since quarantine. I've been to a few, like, bar shows, but nothing big or, like, festival-y. And it makes me scared because I'm like, are people... Do people just have this sense of entitlement now? Like, maybe it's not Travis Scott. Maybe people have been in quarantine and they feel entitled to people's space and people's, um, like, to just not care about other people at concerts anymore because they've been, quote-unquote, denied of experience for so long but like haven't we all i don't know it's confusing it's sad it's crazy like i I can't believe that happened um i'm sure more we'll hear more about it soon though but yeah travis scott it vibes are off the vibes the vibes are off i have to say so i got a lot of questions about dating lots of dating questions um lots of like what have been your experiences? What did you learn? Like, oh my God, what did you go through? Who did you date? I'm like, uh, I have been through so much, so much. And here's the thing. I, I didn't start dating until after high school. I didn't even lose my virginity until after high school. I didn't even have my first kiss until like end of high school uh no I'm sure we all had our first kiss in like middle school but I didn't really count that you know what I mean I was like I want a real first kiss so I was a little bit of a late bloomer and uh I found myself accepting and embracing love like types of love that just were not meant for me does that make sense um I just didn't know what I wanted and so I let a lot of things slide I didn't speak up for myself I didn't know how to do that I didn't know how to set boundaries I didn't know any of this stuff because I was new to it um and that's okay I think it takes a lot of time in dating to kind of realize what you want realize what is okay with you what is not okay with you what kind of boundaries you need to draw in a relationship what you want your relationship to look like um and i think before you enter a relationship i know they kind of just like stumble upon you at least every relationship i've had kind of just like stumbles upon you and you're like okay i want to roll with this i want to go with this I The best thing I kind of have done recently, at least for my most recent relationship, is when I was single, I took that time to kind of just like ask myself, what did I dislike in my previous relationships and what do I need and require in my new relationships? And I literally wrote that down in my notes app. As, like, you could think of it as, like, a manifestation, as, like, a wish list, like, quite honestly, but I demanded those things, and I put them in my notes app, and I took a day to kind of just write it all out, and then I kind of forgot about it, moved on with my life. Anyways, fast forward, I'm in a relationship, and I stumble across that note in my notes app, and everything has been true. Everything that I wrote down, like, came true, and I am currently experiencing Like, it could be anything from, like, little things like, I need this man to communicate to me. To, like, big things. To, like, I want to go on trips with this person. I want this person to be interested in experiencing life with me. I don't know. Just, like, little things like that that I had written down had come true. And it really shows and proves that, like, (sighs) although young Hannah couldn't have been able to draw boundaries or really understand what she wanted for herself because she didn't really have a lot of experience... You will get the experience, you will quickly learn, and you will quickly need to decide what is good for you and what's not because other people won't decide that for you, okay? And if you let other people decide that for you, you're probably not going to feel the best and you're probably not going to be super... um, super 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 like happy with the reality you've created for yourself because you're living for someone else you're living for other people's boundaries you're not respecting yourself your needs your want your wishes so before getting into a relationship i really highly recommend that just writing down what the fuck you want quite honestly be demanding the universe will give you what you want you kind of have to demand it um and be understanding with yourself and be open with yourself and what can come towards you but people have been asking me like how the fuck how do you how did you find love how did you do this all this stuff and it took me a while to realize um and I think it's something that young people have an issue with right now as well I mean I was young I had an issue with it at at one point but love is sold to us to be dramatic And have these high highs and these low lows. And have a little bit of nervousness. And crying and fighting and all this stuff. And that's like what the media sells us. You know, like a very chaotic type of love. And that's what I feel like I see a lot of people drawn towards. I mean, including myself. Is like a unhinged, chaotic type of love, because it makes you feel something. You're going to feel incredible lows when that person disappoints you, and you're going to feel incredible highs when that person makes you happy. That is not love. Like, that is a chemical addiction, baby girl. That is, your brain is addicted to the highs at this point, so you're going to stick around for the lows. That is not love, and that is what I feel like a lot of people, especially, like, a lot of the questions I get, it's like, how do I put up with this? How do I? Don't, okay? Sometimes you can just date To see if you fucking like that person. Straight up. And if you don't, leave. And I can't push you to do that. No one can push you to do that. You can ask your friends as many questions as you want. But no one is going to leave unless you want to. Okay? Also, sorry if I'm sniffling. I've been sniffling this whole podcast. But it's... I don't know. My nose is like runny every time I film. Weird. Anyways. um, I quickly realized in my short dating history that it has been... I, love to me is calming, it is peaceful, it is understanding, it is enveloping, it is a Sunday kind of love, quite literally. That is love to me. I do not want the drama, I do not want the chaos, I do not want the worry, I do not want to feel uncomfortable by the love I'm receiving, Okay, And for like a long time in the relationships I was in, that's how it was. Because I was just accepting what was in front of me. I wasn't standing up for myself. I wasn't verbalizing for myself enough. I wasn't leaving when I needed to leave. I just thought love was, oh, I need to put up with him being shitty to me. So I can receive these high highs that are going to come later on. Because I'm a good partner and I'm here to stick around. That's not love okay love is showing up equally for each other love is calming love is not the chaos that we've accumulated and come to understand and I have a lot of qualms with dating especially the current dating world I think it's super toxic I think there's just a lot of shit that young people are going through that could easily be changed with a little bit of emotional maturity but it takes time I understand you'll get there It took me a little bit to get there, too. You just really do need to understand your boundaries. Write out, like, your perfect human and who they are and what they can provide you and what you can provide for them. And I guarantee if you, like, set your sights on what you want, it will show up. Stop settling for less. Stop settling for what is not you. Okay? I love you. I'm going to load a little little bowl real quick. but So if you hear me take a hit, apologies. Um... But I actually, okay, I'll tell you how I knew my boyfriend was the one. There's many moments that I have experienced where I've been like, this man is the one for me. Um, But one in particular that really stands out to me is, so at the beginning of quarantine, I moved out of my parents' house. And I have a cat. His name is Danger. He's the sweetest boy I possibly know. Um, He's the love of my life he has been with me since I was like 13 12 maybe so he's like nine years old at this point he is like my son my cat son and when I moved out um a few weeks later maybe a month later I don't know it was a little bit my cat ran away my parents left the door open did something wrong well they had gotten a puppy so their their priorities were not on my cat and he escaped now here's the issue My parents had moved a year prior, so instead of my cat escaping at my old family home where we knew he's going to hide in the same place under the porch that we can go find him, grab him, pull him out, we don't- we didn't- he didn't have a hiding spot. We didn't know where he went, and I live in the city. My parents live in the city, so there was a high possibility that he could have been hit by a car, whatever- Safe to say, I was having a full-blown fucking crazy-ass panic attack. Like, this is my baby, my child, my kitty cat, my danger. And he is gone, and in my head, I'm like, he could be dead. Like, this could be the end. Like, oh my god. So, I went to extreme measures. And that means hanging up flyers on every single light pole within the like a 15 block radius calling everybody calling animal shelters sending out like posters flyers neighborhood reminders on like the neighborhood app or whatever in my parents um neighborhood and occasionally my mom would walk the neighborhood looking for my cat and at night when cats are the most active my brother who's very sweet and his wife would walk around the neighborhood looking for my cat, or my boyfriend, my sweet boyfriend, he, who had met my cat only a few times, okay, would wander around my neighborhood for hours, like every night, trying to find this goddamn cat, walking down the street yelling danger with me, a flashlight on, like, on all fours. We're looking under cars. We're looking under bushes. We're looking everywhere. Like, hours. Like, a long time. Every night. This man was out there looking for this cat with me. This cat he had no connection to. This cat he was quite honestly allergic to. He is deathly allergic to cats. Yet, he is still out here looking for my lost baby with me. That is how I knew this man loved me. Because... Quite honestly, what man does that, okay? He wasn't gaining anything from this. Like, I was an emotional wreck the entire time. Like, sobbing, crying, looking for my lost cat. Who eventually came back Um, after eight fucking days. He came back skinny, too. He was He was skinny. He lost some weight. But he came back eventually. But the fact that this man took the time out of his night to go look for my cat with me. When he would have worked the ne- like the next morning at 8 a.m. That's how I knew. I knew that this man was going to like put his priorities aside. To be with me. And help me. And be there for me. And that's what I needed in a partner. And that's how I knew I loved him. Shout out to my baby. He really did that for me. He pulled through. And my cat came back. He felt the energy of us searching and hunting for him. Also he felt felt the energy of me probably going to kms if i didn't find him um because my parents literally joke around they're like yeah we're gonna have to plan a joint funeral for when danger dies for hannah because she is emotionally attached to that cat literally like that's how serious it was like if that cat didn't come back i would have lost my marbles so shout out to my boyfriend for helping me look for my sweet danger because now he's in my life again thank god oh my god oh my god someone asked me This is so funny. Do you like being a baddie in the Midwest? Literally, yes. That should be my tagline, Midwestern baddie. Because, like, although, here's the thing. I'm a baddie everywhere I go. But I prefer being in the Midwest because it throws people off. Like, everybody's pretty in LA. Everybody, like, doesn't really shock people that people are gorgeous, pretty, incredible in LA. Or, like, New York or any of the coasts, you know? Where the beautiful girls fucking flock to in the midwest kansas city like girlies are just like naturally pretty like i love it people are gorgeous but like a baddie a baddie is somebody who doesn't care about other people well like you know like cares about other people doesn't care about their opinions so like i go a little bit over the top in my outfits in my in how i present myself um and it throws people off and it's funny and it's interesting to view because Although it throws women off and like grandmothers when I'm like outside in a mini skirt in 50 degree weather that's like hot pink and my hair is in giant curls in fucking pigtails. Like that's a lot for an 90-year-old woman who has only lived in Kansas her entire life to see on a Wednesday morning at like 10 a.m. Like that is a lot for her to process. Um so I get some stares. I get some it's pretty odd um some glares perhaps from not really other women my age but mostly from older women and then men are fucking weird the only issue about being a baddie in the midwest is the men quite honestly because men don't have boundaries here like on the coast baddies are normal they're everywhere they're a dime a dozen babe So men are kind of like unfazed by it or I see well uh, some like men are going to be objective no matter where you go. It's just a a majority of men are relatively unfazed on the coast. Now, in the Midwest, all men are phased by it. All (laughs) like all men stop and stare and are fucking weird. That is the only downfall is the men. And I try to not let it get to me. Um, but being with my boyfriend, like, out in public, it's weird when I'm with my boyfriend and people are, like, like, men are sexualizing me. And, like, not, like, being outwardly, like, if anybody, like, tried to do anything weird or, like, say anything weird, my boyfriend might kill them. Not literally, but, like, literally, like, protective, obviously, he's not gonna let me be in danger or, like, let people be weird to me. But, like, men will just, like, stare and, like, break their fucking necks to get a glance and it's odd, and it makes me sometimes not want to be a baddie, but then I have to realize I need to not let men make me feel uncomfortable with how I'm presenting myself, so it's a vibe, there's issues wherever you go being a woman, and having men being weird, because men will be weird no matter where you go, it's so odd, like, I'm a very normal, you know, down-to-earth girl, but just the fact that I'm, like, wearing a miniskirt, Men will just, like, b- break their backs and do a cartwheel to see on my skirt. Like, it's insane. You know, actually, um, here is, like, what it's like to be a woman in the world. Here is the level to, like, objectification that happens. So, when I went to LA this summer, we missed our flight. Uh, missed it by a whole day, quite honestly. Just did not have our priorities in order. Did not really know what the fuck was going on. So i was shocked we found that out like not by a whole day we missed it by like a few hours we were on the we thought it was the wrong it was we thought it was the wrong day anyways so i'm freaking out okay we're not packed we have nothing ready um i throw on this little jumpsuit i have that has like it's like all black um it kind of shorts sleeveless and then it has like a cut out in the center to sh- it has like a little circle on the center that exposes my tummy it's a, a replica kind of of a 1990 chanel runway design um so i was wearing that in like birkenstocks so i was like that's my plane fit i'm not gonna do my hair my makeup because we're just gonna roll up to la and go straight to the airbnb like i can do it there whatever it's just like a plane i just want to be comfy and the jumpsuit's like cotton it's like perfect so I throw that on, I pack real quick, we head to the airport, I'm like sobbing, I have like tickets for another plane, but also I want to go talk to this plane to make sure to see if they can get me new tickets, like chaotic, okay, and here's the thing, when I get chaotic, I get fucking chaotic, like if I'm having a spiral, I am going to be spiraling, even if it's in public, alright, like I'm going to have a breakdown no matter where I am, and everybody's just going to view this breakdown, because it's hard for me to keep those emotions inside when I'm feeling them. So I'm like sobbing. My face is puffy. My bags are huge. I'm walking through the airport, pulling my bag behind me. We're trying to get to the plane because we finally got it figured out. Like I am a complete mess. Very obviously. Me and my boyfriend both are. We're heading to our gate. I'm on the, I'm like trying to find somebody for help. This pilot walks by us. He does not even stop to ask what is wrong. He stops in his tracks to stare at my body. This man made a full stop in his commute. Stops, stares at my body, doesn't even take into consideration that I'm having a mental breakdown and I'm sobbing trying to find somebody to help me. Just stares at my body, nods, Let's me keep walking and then walks away. What the fuck? The way men will just like completely disregard every single thing about a woman, like the fact that she's human, simply because I was exposing a little itty bit of skin is psychotic and insane to me. The fact that that happened is mind boggling because men straight up don't care about women. Like, I understand, like, here's how I view men. Individual men, yes, I have met some individual men who are great and incredible and super kind and caring about women. Um, But men in general, the whole humanity of men, awful. Literally, this man had no care about the fact that I was breaking down and crying and obviously going through something. Like, I, I made no effort to conceal that I was stressing the fuck out. But this man did not care. He just wanted to objectify me and stare at my body and then get on with his day. My boyfriend, I literally had to hold him back. He was going to lose his shit. I was like, we gotta get in the plane. I don't have time to deal with misogynistic men right now. But, like, it really just does show you. Because sometimes I have hope. Sometimes I'm like, "Mm, maybe a man won't objectify me today. But it's like the littlest bit of skin. They do not care. They will not see you as a human being anymore. And it's insane. It's something we need to work on, especially with men, teaching them from a young age that like women are objects and they're not there for your pleasure and that, oh, I could go on this for hours. If you have any specific questions with dealing with like misogyny in men, I'd love to answer because it's something I deal with on a daily basis, whether it's in like person or on my phone which happens a lot like commenters i'd love to talk about it love it love to hate me okay this is a fantastic question um and something that i recently did so i think it's perfect to answer i went through a little bit of a depressive bout last week i'm gonna blame it on scorpio season because that shit got me feeling heavy it's i lots of emotions very intense um anyways They asked, oh shit, let me pull up the question so I can get the wording correctly, because it was really good. Um, Do you have a particular list of things you do if you need to reset mentally? And yes, I actually do. And I think we all do. I think we all have little things um, that we know make us feel better, but maybe haven't wrapped them into, like, a list capacity. Um, But step one is shower. I know that's like basic whatever like girl I shower every day every day it just makes you feel so great like if you have been in a depressive episode you know how hard it is to kind of like bounce back and feel good after you've just been sad and crying in bed for multiple days and barely able to take care of yourself shower get in the shower shower literally all these emotions all those things that you're feeling anything negative let it rinse off with the water you can stay in there as long as you need to as short as you need to it can be as hot as cold as you want you don't even need to wash off let the bo- let the water rinse over you and get all of those emotions, let them roll away. You can sit on the ground for all I care. Uh, The amount of times I've had ground showers, ground showers are the best, okay? You're just gonna crisscross applesauce yourself down there, close your eyes, and literally just like sit in the water. You'll feel so refreshed, reborn afterwards. Um, Next step. I always kind of, to like have better days and to make myself feel more productive, Make myself more encouraged to get outside and go get my shit done. This is going to sound a little weird, but putting together a good outfit. I mean, you all know me. You all know I am proud of my outfits. I love a good fit. I love a good little combo moment. Um, But putting together a good outfit, making sure I feel um, as good as I look. Some days I don't have the energy, but Whatever. Um, making sure I'm put together, I am enjoying the way I'm presenting myself, that will make me feel a little bit more encouraged to get out there, get my shit done, make sure that I'm moving on with my day. Another thing, journaling, um, that's a really healthy step, I like to add in either my mornings or my nights, whatever's feeling the heaviest at the moment, I like to purge all of my thoughts, all my emotions, or if you're not good with journaling, um recently I've discovered voice memos if you just need to rant get it out of your fucking mind get it off your chest and you don't like sometimes I understand you don't want to be a burden to your friends your friends have been putting up with your shit long like for enough recently they deserve a little break you don't want to bother anybody you maybe don't even have anybody to reach out to like girl been there voice memo why do you think I'm doing this fucking podcast like get it off you off your chest okay um that will make you feel 10 times lighter make sure you're eating a meal and no I don't mean like go out buy yourself sushi and treat yourself although maybe that's the way you like to do things and like sometimes that is for me but home cooking a meal just like nothing compares to it think of your favorite meal your favorite thing your mom used to cook or favorite Something that brings you a sense of nostalgia, a sense of comfort, cook it for yourself. Cook it for somebody else. Join somebody to come eat with you for the night. Oh my god, so incredible. You will feel so much better afterwards because you created something, and it's incredible to create something, but then also, like, it usually always turns out well, and then you're going to eat something delicious afterwards, and what is better than that? Nothing. All right, next thing. Um, just in general... I try and make sure I keep my, like, water consumption up. I know that sounds so dumb. But, like, we're talking little steps to get myself back on track, okay? Chugging cold water. Chug it. Get that shit in your system. You'll feel so much more energized ready for the day the way I will be like I'm just so sad and foggy and cloudy and I don't feel good and I don't know what to do my mind's not working correctly and then I like drink a glass of water and I'm like holy shit my brain was just dehydrated to the size of a raisin that's why it wasn't working correctly now I feel better Also, if you're feeling anxious, nervous, it kind of just shocks your system, wakes you up. I don't think, like, cold water is super good for your gut or, like, your organs in general. Like, I know for a fact you're supposed to drink water that's, like, room temperature. But, like, whatever. Fuck it. You drink some fucking cold water. Snap yourself back into reality. Um, Good music. Making sure I'm listening to good music. I made a tiktok about this on my second account but i was like listen i've literally never listened to a phoebe bridgers a full phoebe bridgers song or mitsy mitski song like i know they're two both incredible popular artists and like wonderful love that i'm sure they're like great people and like the, i i'm sure they deserve every recognition and award that they've received i cannot listen to sad music like i i can listen to sad music i cannot listen to sad music that i know is going to trigger me because when i'm in these bouts of sadness i have this tendency where i want to dig myself deeper and i used to do that through music a lot especially when i was a teenager i was like oh relatable sad music but i realized if you just put that off and maybe play relatable music in a different way it's a little bit more upbeat has a little better beat you know a little bit more uplifting your your mood and your vibe is also going to be uplifted you know play music, set the vibe for yourself, be your own personal DJ, it's a fun little job, also, you guys can go follow my Spotify, haha, <laughs> smoke sash, I have, s- all my playlists are public, like, I don't give a fuck, I don't even like music on Spotify, like, you know how you're supposed to, Ugh. people are like, I build my play- playlist by liking the songs, and then it adds it to your, like, library, and then you can build playlists out of that, I didn't know that's how Spotify worked, quite honestly, so I have just been making playlists, like, every month, and they're not named by the month. They're just fucking random. So whichever one you find is kind of just like the vibe I was going through, which is interesting. But yeah, go check it out. Smoke on Spotify. One word. One word. It'll be a picture of me. You'll see it. Anyways, those are just some things that, you know, make me feel better make me feel more alive. <sighs> also, I know this is hard to do in the winter. And I'm finding it a little difficult now, too. So I'm going to probably have to invest in a happy light. If you guys know what those are. Um but like getting outside, go on a walk. Bundle up. Bitch, roll yourself a joint if that's what it takes to get outside. But just getting some sunlight on your skin, getting some fresh air, seeing something else other than your walls, you know, crunching on a leaf that you step on. Like what is better than that? You know what is also the best thing about going on walks? Stray cats. There are so many stray cats that live in my neighborhood, and it's just, like, the blessing that I never knew I needed. But every time I go on a walk, like, a new stray cat comes up to me. Like, it is the best adventure ever, and I get fresh air and sunlight, and I feel a little bit more reborn. Get outside. I used to go to the park a lot during quarantine. That's, like, what me and my boyfriend's first date was. We went to the park and just sat and did some art and talked and smoked. And literally, best first date but that's what I was doing at the time because I was going insane inside and I was at my parents' house and I couldn't deal with them anymore. So I would just go to the park in the afternoon um, for like hours, hours, f- easily five hours. I would just lay a blanket, bring my like coloring book and just sit out there. 10 out of 10 recommend. Anyways, I hope you all are feeling all right. If you don't, take these steps. Let me know if they work and I hope you feel better soon. Next question actually we are out of time i know literally time flies like 50 minutes of recording goes by so quickly it's insane and that's why i'm gonna be doing two a week i'm so excited every tuesdays and thursdays you can expect a podcast from me at some point listen i might not upload in the morning i might upload in the afternoon it might be the evening who knows but it will be up on tuesdays and thursdays for you guys to enjoy twice a week because why not i enjoy it it's so fun hanging out with you guys it seems to be really helping some people and you guys like the views the encouragement the response i'm getting just keeps growing and growing and growing and i'm really excited to see where this is gonna go thank you for sticking with me like it it means the world. You have no idea. Creating has been really hard for a long time for me, especially with TikTok. It kind of makes it hard. So the fact that I found a new outlet that I really really enjoy and seems to be getting a good response and is actually doing something for the world, like maybe making people feel better, then I like I enjoyed it a lot. And thank you for helping me continue doing this and for sticking with me on this little journey. You guys have been here for a while. Some of you have been here for like years and some of you some of you are new and I'm very excited to continue this with you. But I hope you all have a wonderful week. I'm literally going to see you in, what, one day though? Two days? Thursday? I'll see you then. Bye!